So today, another episode came to mind because I was kind of sidetracking in the last episode, kind of talking about revealing this thing about homelessness. And, uh, you know, it's something I plan to tell people eventually, but I wanted to sort of fix my housing situation like before I sort of reveal that I used to be homeless because it seems like pretty stigmatized something that it's pretty hard to admit. But the other thing is that the disclaimer is that I feel like I wasn't homeless ever really from not having the money to get rent or a hotel for a night or something like I always had enough to pay a month's rent or a down payment even. I mean, I could do that, but being living in a car or building something, a shelter and building a house, that's something that I just am drawn to because I've needed to save money and it doesn't make sense to me to spend a lot of money for someone else's place or even to buy a house that's already built doesn't make sense because you might as well just build it yourself. And so I feel like it's not really right to say I was homeless or something, especially having a car, good car to do the whole van life thing. You know, it's pretty stable way I've been able to get by and uh, crash with people or use my skills of building to not be able to consider myself really homeless because I know how to just build and I built a shelter at my job. I was mentioning that in the last episode, you know, I just, because uh, Dove Charney really took me in like family, you know, that's why I look at Dove Charney like a father in a way, because it's like, just to kind of be so caring enough to let me be in his business and uh, be there 24 hours and be kind of happy about it because he sees that it's a cool shelter that I, uh, you know, I built a shelter with like uh, pallets, big pallets that they use for uh, big rolls of plastic, which were being cut up for making like surgical gowns. And so really like heavy duty pallets and then buying like a few supplies and paying my friend uh, and his dad were uh, building for me and helping build a really cool shelter that I lived in for a while. And, um, you know, it even had a rooftop. I, you know, there was a ladder in the back. You could go on the roof, uh, sit on the roof or access the other roof. So it was like a whole rooftop design. And so that's the thing that I've kind of been homeless by choice or something also as a way that I could travel. Like, um, you know, I've always needed to save money or like make money in a short time and then leave. So it's sort of been a convenience thing. I mean, if if rentals were more easily available for like by the week or by the month I would have been doing that more but because it's so much about the lease and all this stuff it's just never yeah even if it has been something I could afford with my income something like that it's like I can't commit to a whole year or even six months in one place I haven't been able to until recently I started to get more stabilized but now at this point I just want to invest in land and I do have land. So (laughs) that's the thing. Like I've been, I bought this land when I first got back to the States. And so, yeah, I've been sleeping in my car. Sometimes it's a big van, like a big minivan and a lot of space. It's pretty comfortable. 2011, like, but, and I've had a lot of, I'm like land rich, you know, so 
that's the thing. I'm sort of like an imposter, homeless, but I think sometimes I want to experience things to relate, be, you know, be able to understand the situation. And the situation makes a lot of sense. I mean, people also close to me are in the same situation and I'm seeing it a lot, like people needing to save money and needing better shelter solutions, better van conversion solutions. And so that's why I'm really obsessed with that new mission of rebuilding a foundation and a social business that is about construction. So yeah, a couple more factors about the need of, yeah, not really fitting into a rental is because the big problem is when you're really obsessed with plants and animals and you want to have a lot of plants and a lot of animals, then you really have to own, you know, you can't, it's pretty hard to, I, you know, I've been able to find some situation now, but it took a long time and it's hard. And, um, you know, that's what really kind of forces you to need a thing like a place and my rooftop building or like my um my shelter that I built at my job like you know you could go up to the roof and I actually was starting like raising ducks and quail there and they were producing eggs and I had a garden up there rooftop garden and like some fake grass for the ducks and even I made it so my dog could go up there the cat would hang out up there and I got some other cats and so that's the thing that's also like why I got kicked out of the place I was renting um, up in Northern California, up in Manchester, I was renting a place. And part of the reason, yeah, it wasn't just that I didn't pay the rent for a couple months because the pandemic was starting and I was like worried about my budget um, and I was just trying to see what was going to happen if... Uh, so, um, yeah, so I got kicked out pretty forcefully, but it was also because of the animals, uh, because... Um, you know, I had ducks in the yard and that's basically anywhere I've ever been. I basically end up with ducks or birds or something. I don't know. It's just, or dogs or I don't know, cats. I just, I've got like a thing or like a hobby or like a passion or whatever. I just really like the kind of how time flows when I'm with animals, you know, like I like nonverbal communication and I like that about animals, kind of communicating through gestures and tones and behavior. Um, it's kind of, it's really nice to have plants and animals, but I've had a lot of situations with landlords and anytime I have had a place rented, either there's plants making a mess or, you know, it's just, it happens every time. So that's why I'm like, I really rather be on my own and the other reason the biggest reason I can't really say I'm homeless uh is because for since December um of you know like over a year ago year and a half I've been I've had a boat that I could live on and so I had like a membership at a marina and a yacht club and I can like shower there and they have bathrooms there 
and I have like a hookup, like electricity, water hookup. And so and then I got another boat. So I have two boats. I've got several vehicles. And the, yeah, the other thing, the reason I am now finally willing to say more detail about my housing kind of journey is because, you know, an original sponsor of my project in Nepal and a family friend like lent me the money to uh, buy like a travel trailer, like a, you know, like a mobile home. Like it's a really cool, like fully functional 2022, like uh camper. And it's really cool. It really does feel like a house and it's really perfect for my thing. Like actually, you know, originally I was asking for help like as a loan to maybe finance, like get a mortgage or something like that. But this is actually really a better option because I'm way more dedicated and, and passionate about developing land. And so having some kind of RV travel trailer is actually really essential because now with the travel trailer, I, you know, my car, I sort of have to do some work on like being able to actually tow it myself. That's kind of my only issue. Like that's the only kind of thing holding me back from like having total flexibility being able to like drive it into mexico or like drive it anywhere to like service it um so i have the travel trailer and that's what people do they get some land they buy it or they're going to work there or something move the trailer there and park it there and then you build around it and that's like so it's like a seed for a farm and so that's really is like a home and really like a stable place for me because it's you know, it's bigger than the, it's a way bigger than the van. I can stand up, walk around, there's bathroom, shower, sink, kitchen, like all that stuff, places to sit or lay or places that friends can crash to. Like, so it really does function. And like my mom can crash there with me. And that was what was important to me is like being able to have a place that my mom can stay with me and visit or my friends too, but mostly just my mom and also my friend yeah who i'm doing the farming with he's crashed there and you know it's comfortable like it's a cool it's got a really good like heater it just needs like a good electric source so kind of need a generator for that but it works really good and uh yeah it's been a good time the past couple months since i finally got this travel trailer thing and yeah the thing was like twenty thousand, and uh that's uh I think it's a really good investment because I can use it for a long time. And once I got that, I really didn't want to get a mortgage anymore. didn't want to buy a house because the actually literally only reason that I want to buy a house is because I want to have electricity and water because I don't mind the whole off-grid water and electricity. That doesn't bother me at all. It's just a lot easier and saves a lot of time and kind of leads to more productivity if you have you know 24-hour water pressure and electricity you can do a lot more you can kind of i don't know it just feels like more natural but the thing is that i really know that i don't want to live in a cluster of a bunch of houses like the reason i like to live off grid is because i want to have like a big estate with like a compound you know like a, a yard with a wall all the way around and different areas and guest house and different pastures for this and that animal to rotate here and there you know it's got to be a massive compound so you can't really have that if you just buy some old house i mean so the thing is i don't you know I, i'd rather actually 
buy some land that has a hookup or two of electricity or water or whatever ready to go. And then I can start building a house, which is something that I find really interesting and exciting. I've studied different building methods and lived in houses that I built and paid people to work with me and build and all kinds of different scenarios in different countries, Nepal, Guatemala, Panama, and, you know, States. Now I've had a lot more experience in the States since my project in Nepal fell through and everything collapsed and got kicked out. And so I haven't been to Nepal and I've been just kind of in kind of in stealth mode for a while, just kind of, you know, funding my own projects with my own work and not doing the whole donation drive fundraiser thing. I mean, I did test it a little bit, test the water, but I don't know, something just hasn't felt right about it. I mean, I really do want to get back into fundraising, but you know, I'm trying to stabilize my own situation. And when I was in Nepal, it was sort of easier. But when I'm out here, it's kind of harder to raise money for things. I don't know. I just not really in the flow or anything yet. But I have raised a little bit of money for a few projects here and there. Uh, like I helped a blind guy get housing and his wife and kid and dog. Like I found him through driving Lyft and... um you know, just helped him get, like, processed by the human services department, and they got him housing, and I helped him get to appointments and stuff, and I also helped helped him pay on payments to me. I bought a shuttle bus, and then he was paying me payments for it, and he was living on the shuttle bus with his family for a while, and then we were trying to drive it down to the Bay Area, and then we kind of got stuck in Oakland and Emeryville for a while, and then eventually, like, the shuttle got stolen. Um, but uh, that's a pretty wild story. But but then finally, thankfully, he got housing. And, uh, you know, the the processing finally came through. And they crashed with someone for a little while. Um, but so that was a good success. And um, another project I was doing, I never fundraised for it. But I met a guy who was sleeping in a parking garage. And I would sometimes sleep in my van in that parking garage or... Uh, when I was like a teenager, go there to smoke or drink or I don't know, just skate, you know, all kinds of stuff, just go to the parking garages. And so I saw him sleeping there one time and I talked to him and uh, I was helping him out, just bringing him food and I uh, like food from food banks. And then I also gave him a phone that he could use and just also helped him get into the system a little more with his phone and back on Facebook or I don't know I just tried to help him out as much as I could and um he ended up getting a better situation um like kind of getting into some housing programs so I was really happy about that um but yeah so I've just sort of done things on my own time and not really tried to fundraise because I do want to fundraise but it's for the specific thing of this housing project this development land development, eco-village, you know, affordable housing, low-cost, no-cost housing, incubator testing, you know, housing lab, kind of homeless lab type of thing that I want to work on. And so I just sometimes 
I don't feel like getting funding because, you know, the guy who lent me the money to buy the travel trailer, uh, he advised me that one time that when you can't get funding or you don't have money, at that time is when you develop and you make things better. And so you prototype things and you just get more and more clear and more and more defined of what it is that you eventually will come out with and launch. So sometimes it's good not to get funding because you needed more time to make your product or your idea better. And for me, making the idea better is testing out the skills of building and I'm getting more and more into it of buying cinder blocks and buying wood, lumber and building different building projects. And I've worked with a lot of different types of building and I just need to keep it going, get back into it, keep building. And uh, I just didn't feel confident enough to do it, to make it comfortable enough. That's why I still needed the travel trailer. And most people do because when you develop raw land, it's pretty extreme. And I want to make, uh, I think I mentioned before, like a series of episodes about developing raw land and what you do with empty space in your yard or like even in the windowsill, the kind of ways that you can sprout seeds and um, different kind of things with hydroponics and aeroponics, aquaponics for fish growing. And uh, there's a lot of cool stuff you can do. And uh, I think it fits into this whole thing of the extreme living that I'm pretty happy with just because I not like dangerous or reckless but I do really gravitate to adventure and alternative things and challenging things big ideas and innovation and disruption so I think this gives this topic this idea it gives me a lot of ideas just subjects and ways ideas unlimited ideas i have for episodes about something i can do about each country i've been to or different things i've done in those places or all the kind of interviews i can do with people i know all over the world and so i'm pretty excited about that i I get a lot of ideas nowadays like there's some of it might seem kind of dark but i just think some of that stuff is maybe some of the most interesting stuff but there was one thing pretty the place I'm sitting right now, my friend, I'm at his place and um and I'm like crashing with him and I have like a an electric heater plugged into an extension cord in my van and uh he's inside so big. And uh I'm here just chilling and Oh yeah, across the street there was like a murder and um, my friend was like one of the people who helped spot that there was something suspicious going on that someone had like kind of been working for a guy and or been friends with him or I don't know, they, they knew each other somehow and he ended up like killing him and like living in his place and like using his car and stuff and like there's a bunch of news there's a bunch of story in the news about it because it was a big scandal for this area. It's like a small town. It was like right across the street from him. And he was like making a fake 
message to the police station like trying to pretend to be the guy and say that oh it was okay no nothing wrong and so uh no it's just crazy i mean and so i hear a lot of stories wild stories and you know it's fun to share it and honestly yeah that's it